from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It's brand new, season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast, Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how three 20-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Money Movers, welcome back to Money Moves, the daily podcast determined to give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance. On today's Deep Dive, we are joined by the woman who builds millionaires in the music industry, the infamous Wendy Day. This Deep Dive is brought to you by MasterCard, bridging the wealth gap together with Greenwood. But first, if you missed our previous episode, Wendy Day talked about how she started her nonprofit, The Rap Coalition, and how she's assisted in negotiating some of the most incredible and epic contracts the music industry has seen. Wendy, welcome back to the podcast. Yay, thanks for having me. I've done some really fun stuff in my career. You have, you have. And it was such a pleasure talking to you last time. Some of the artists that you've worked with and just your passion for helping others be successful in the music industry, in an industry that's ripe with shady deals and, you know, a lot of different characters that act as bad actors that, you know, really are out there just to sort of pull in money and not really help the artists. So it's really exciting to have people like yourself that are really pushing for these new artists and their success in the industry. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I love what you guys are doing. 
Well, I want to start in our deep dive by asking you a couple of questions. You know, okay. a lot of the Money Moves audience are up and coming music artists. They're really interested in growing and scaling their careers and the music industry has changed dramatically. So when you are mentoring new artists in the present day today, what are some of the things that you advise them to do or to avoid perhaps as they're looking for, you know, big record deals? Absolutely. Um, the first thing that I advise anybody to do is study the industry, like really read as much as you can and learn as much as you can, because it's not what you think it is mm -hmm. when you come into this industry. It can be very misleading. There's not a lot of transparency and it's not an easy industry to travel if you don't understand how it works. Yep. Um, and then for artists, we really focus a lot on content because it's very, very, very content driven. We look at music and videos, not only as artwork, but as content. And you've really got to build a fan base and share who you are and your story with your fans. It's, it's, not, it's not just about liking music anymore. Right. Fans really have to embrace and engage and interact with the person their the lifestyle, artist. all of it. Yes. It is really about, yes. you know, the person. And that's sort of the thing, I think the gift and the curse of social media, you know, and in our past episode, you talked about that. You're like, listen, the days are over when we're just listening unilaterally on the radio, right? Yes. People want to engage with you. And so part of the artist's responsibility is building a social media following. Absolutely. And it's a blessing and a curse yeah. because it's a full-time job to be on social media. You know, uh, TikTok alone is a full-time job yeah. and that's not the only platform. You've got to be on Instagram and Facebook and Step and, and Twitch and Triller and, you know, the list just goes on and on and on. But it's, it's, and the artists today, they didn't live, you know, through the nineties and, and the two thousands. So they don't know anything different. Like this is the world to them. Right. So it's a, for us, it's a better world because it's more, direct to fan and it's easier to build your fan base, which is your tribe, right? Yep. It's so much easier to build your brand today than it was in the nineties. There's also much more data and research at our fingertips. You know, back in the nineties, we went by gut. Do we like a song? Do we not like a song? Whereas today I can go into the dashboard on any platform and find out who the artist market is and where they're located and what they like to do just by doing a deep dive and finding out, okay, what do these fans like to do that's in common with this artist? You know, one thing that I think is really interesting, you said this before, was like, you have to do your research. And, yes. you know, data yes. drives a lot of this. And so I think a lot of the oh. misconceptions are these artists are just these high level creatives and they're not concerned with the business aspect of it. And I feel like those right. days are over, over. <laughs> you need to know your business and your industry from top to bottom. So yes. for example, like I think for a lot of aspiring artists, they, they hear that they've signed something like a $10 million deal. What does that even mean anymore? And does that exist? It, it does exist. Um, those deals are for the artists that have a lot of leverage, meaning they've built up their own fan base. They've built their social media to have real followers and real numbers and real engagement. And those deals really do still exist. But that doesn't mean somebody just cuts you a check for $10 million right. and says, okay, bye, go make music. Let us know when you're ready. <laughs> it's an advance 
and and it's a portion of that that's usually that number usually implies what the value of the deal is over a three to five year period Got it. and all of that money is recoupable so if somebody is giving you an an advance of let's say a million dollars on your first release you have to pay that back from your share of whatever the royalties are Ooh. so it's not even off the top it's it's whatever your royalties are and you don't get what's fair you you get what you negotiate Okay, so when we talk about royalties in music deals, what exactly does that mean? You know, a new artist is out there, like what's a royalty? Yes, um, every time someone streams your song, you get paid for that. So for Spotify, it could be anywhere from 0.003 cents or 0.0007 cents, mm -hmm. but you make, a, you make a small payment, you make a small, payment to you, the company does, Spotify does, for everything that you stream. That's what a royalty is. A royalty can also be um, a, a payment that you get from your song being used in a film or on a TV show. A royalty could also come from you selling a t-shirt that has your logo or the name of your song on it. So there's a lot of different streams of income for artists. All right. And that brings me to this whole question of this idea of 360 deals. What's a 360 <laughs> a deal and how do I know if I want one or I don't want one? Um, a 360 deal is where the label benefits off of each stream of income. So back in the 80s and 90s, when artists would do a deal, they would sell part of their publishing. They might sell part of their merchandise rights and they would get a royalty deal, but they'd get to keep 100% of everything else. But a 360 deal means that the label now takes a percentage of your touring and a percentage of your merch rights and a percentage of your publishing. And if you do an endorsement or a sponsorship deal, they're getting a portion of that as well. So they're really eating from all of the streams of income yeah. instead of just the ones that they used to back in the day. The more leverage you have in a deal, meaning the more you can prove that you have a fan base and the more you can prove that you are making money in the music industry, the better your deal is going to be mm -hmm. if you choose to go get a deal. Mm -hmm. But the great thing about this century is that we can go direct to fans. We can stay independent. Yep. We don't really need a record label anymore. Wow. Okay. So let's talk about these independent, independent um, artists. How do they start that? So you're saying basically, you know, you've got a fan base, you're making music. Where do you put the music out? Can you go straight to the streaming platforms? You can't, you need to go through a distributor and there's different kinds of di distributors. You can go to somebody that pays you a flat rate, which is like TuneCore or DistroKid, for example, and they will pay you, you pay a fee for your music to be uploaded to the DSPs, mm -hmm. which is like Spotify, Apple, Amazon music. And then they pay you 100% of the income after that. Then there are distributors that will do a split with you. So you might do a deal and that would be like Orchard or um, Symphonic, for example, uh -huh. where it would be an 80-20 split. You get 80% of the income, they keep 20% but they upload your music for free to all of the DSPs. And in some cases, they'll even try to help you get um, on some playlists like at Spotify. Oh, fantastic. I love this. From BBC Radio 4, 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so let's go back to the big record labels. What is something you want these bigger record labels to start including in their contracts? Is there something that people should look out for or start asking for? Absolutely. And of course, the more leverage you have, the more you can ask for. But I think artists should ask to be signed for less time Mm. and more money. I would love to see a lot less be recoupable, which means they don't have to pay for as much out of their pocket or, or with the money that the label's giving them. I would love to see advances be a little bit bigger in that case, because then they wouldn't necessarily be debt ridden the way they are today. Yeah. I would also like to see artists get health care in their contracts. That's a little bit harder to do. 
to get things that that can really help you as a person and help you survive because artists really aren't employees. So they don't have health care. They don't have um, IRAs, the same things that like an employee would get. And I'd love to see more of that happen. Wow, that's really interesting. I never thought about that. Like, where do they're just supposed to pay out of pocket for, yes, you know, healthcare, for everything? Care. Like, you know, this is it's hard. It's hard. It is hard, and they're they're always the last to get paid. So remember, when they're getting an advance, they're paying their manager twenty percent of that advance to manage them. They're paying their business manager or their accountant 5%. Their lawyer's probably getting 5%. They have to pay taxes on the income. So, and they're always the last to get paid. So it's very challenging as an artist, unless you're a superstar like Drake or Rihanna or Eminem or, you know, um, NBA young boy, it's just, you're not making a whole lot of money where you can afford to take that kind of financial hit. You know, and especially as we went through COVID, I feel like a lot of artists lost a big chunk of their income from touring. But, you know, we've started to see different forms of social media help them. I know there was a lot of audio platforms that came up. People were performing through verses and socially. Do you have any thoughts on how, like, NFTs are going to revolutionize the creator industry? I'd just like to hear, you know, what you think about that. Absolutely. I think any way that artists can make money is a benefit. And I'm noticing that artists are really embracing all of Web3. So they're they're embracing NFTs, they're embracing everything. And that's really exciting because we didn't embrace the digital revolution immediately. Like we really kind of lost out. Yeah. But we, we seem to have learned from that, recovered. And now I'm seeing artists create NFTs even to help fund their careers. Yep. Of course, the bigger you are, the more value your name has and the more exciting your NFT can be. But I love seeing artists that are creative create an art form that goes along with the music. So it's not just a music piece that they're selling it's really like a whole piece of art and it's just i love seeing where this is going yeah i'm really fascinated by that and i'm really like i love nfts i love crypto and i love this application i love the blockchain yeah because everything in the music industry is so hidden like it's not transparent yeah and the great thing about the blockchain is it's really like precise and it's very hard to hide things and and you can't actually clandestine exactly and and i think that's the beauty of it and you know one of the things that i think this web3 world is really going to do is expose a lot of that put it on the blockchain and just this idea of creators being in control of their own royalties um tracking it and also just being able to create and then you know create this revenue source in perpetuity is really incredible it is incredible and it's it's really tying into their brands and their imaging yeah it's the one area where they can control how they're seen so they may have a record label that says okay we want you to make more commercial music or more street music the nft space is where they can really show people who they are yeah yeah and this just idea of being able to capture your ownership i think is so important wendy you are just a wealth of knowledge you are on top of all things that are happening in the music industry and now web3 and tell us about the space you're sitting in oh yes i built a co-working space um i've i've always loved real estate and co-working is how i built my company 
And I was a little frustrated when I was coming up in the music business because I learned a lot about music, but I didn't learn a lot about building a company and scaling up and, you know, how to really make money. And one of the great things about having a co-working space is there's so many different companies in here that can all network with each other. But not only that, we're bringing people in um, once a month to sort, and it will become weekly as we grow. Yep. But once a month, people are coming in to teach us about, you know, how to pay taxes, how to incorporate. We're also doing a lot of mind-body stuff, like how to eat clean, how to, wow. um, how does nutrition play a role in your brain power and your ability to focus longer. And as I'm aging, like that stuff really matters to me. Absolutely. I can't just eat pizza and stay up 24 <laughs> hours a day anymore. So I need to learn how to take better care of myself. Oh, I love that. And I just feel like, you know, these collaborative learning environments, you know, there's so much that to be said, like I'm in music, the person sitting beside me is building, you know, a tax business, but you know, they all yes. sort of intertwine so that we can all sort of, you know, lift each other up and be successful at one time. Exactly. So, Wendy, thank you so much for coming on the Money, Money Moves podcast. We appreciate you, you and that all that I you were I love building. what you're doing. This is so important. Thank you for doing this. Well, thank you so much. Can you remind our audience again where they can find you on social media? Absolutely. Um, Instagram is where I spend most of my time. I'm at Rap Coalition. But if you go to wendyday.com, that links to everything that I do. Excellent. Thank you so much, Wendy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I love what you're doing. Thank you. All right, Money Movers, that's all the time we have for today. But make sure to follow Wendy on all her social media handles. And if we have helped you make your money move, please make sure to let us know by sending us a like, sharing the knowledge, or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to tune in Monday through Friday and subscribe to the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood so that you too can have the keys to financial freedom that you so rightly deserve. Thank you so much for tuning in, Money Moves audience. If you want more or a recap of this episode, please go to thebankgreenwood.com and check out the Money Moves podcast blog. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest 
to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how three 20-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.